0: All right, reality <laughs> redemption is back from our slight break there. <laughs> and uh you know, this was a good way to kick off um originally when we started this podcast, we wanted not to not to be all so negative and uh ah. over the course of the last
1: and political all the time, which
0: mm-hmm. yeah, we're we're up to. We started this about 6 months ago um okay. right after the George Floyd ah thing, right. Mm-hmm. Um and that was our first episode. So, you kind of got consumed with it, and we just f- followed that and followed politics, and we kept on saying, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do more positive stuff." And I think after the election, um there was a, sort of a weight lifted, mm-hmm. you know, and things started to feel okay. Well, things are gonna be okay again, and this was this is kind of a perfect way to kick off nice. what we're trying to do here. Nice.
1: I know I'm feeling a whole lot better.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, just I'll
1: ever study. since I. You, one thing
0: you know we, I was touching on you know in the first part of this um, I was touching on you know that I left my job and there was a little bit of anxiety there right. right you know of you know not having money but survival points survival points but I did feel a sense of relief and um, you know I had it was like weight was lifted I had better outlook and um, certain things are going on in my personal life that I had better you know and that helps and You know, I look at my kids and my kids are smart and bright and like, okay. And, you know, I've been trying to focus more on that, Mm -hmm. on the positive stuff. And then all the negative energy, which gets you down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's... don't watch the news at night anymore, and right? Stuff like that. Well, you're doing was, a lot
1: better. You, even when you came over, you've been smiling a lot more. So <laughs> something, <laughs> something's working. <I> <laughs> nice.
2: Well, it's interesting because um, there's there. Uh, David R. Hawkins is a scientist who discovered something called the. He called it the uh, map of consciousness, or the I call it the emotional frequency chart. Each of our emotions. Um, causes our whole bodies to vibrate at a particular frequency. And the lower vibrational emotions are fear, shame, guilt, frustration, anger, all the negative emotions, right? And the higher vibrational frequencies are acceptance, uh, excitement, uh, optimism, gratitude unconditional love love romantic love all the all the different high, higher vibrational emotions are truly higher vibrational you truly vibrate at that higher place so if you surround yourself with negativity if you have negative people in your life then you are essentially you can't help it it's just like how water vibrates or how you know and what what are we 60% water or something like that so we are we take the the shape Essentially, of our emotional experiences. And emotions are just frequencies, right? So, and we are radio receivers tuning into those frequencies. So, so, why shouldn't we put a lot of effort into? Tuning into the higher vibrational frequency emotions. And one of the easiest ways to do that is gratitude. Most people just do it for Thanksgiving dinner. What are you grateful for before you eat your Thanksgiving dinner, right? And that's it. And then they never do it again until one year later. But if you establish a gratitude practice every single day of three to six to 10 different things that you're grateful for, then not only when you go to write those six to 10 things out, are you, you, vibrating at gratitude. But then throughout the day, you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't come up with six or 10 more things to be grateful for. So you start looking for things and you're like, Oh wow, that, that tree is really beautiful. I'm really grateful that I get to experience and see that tree. Oh, this moment where this person, you know, paid for my drink in in the, in the line at the Starbucks. You know I'm really grateful for that. and so you start to train yourself on how to vibrate at a higher frequency and then it becomes really easy to stay out of those lower frequency emotions that must yeah that must be really hard
0: i I guess yeah I've fallen into that like the uh, lower vibrations and the, the elements of that and I've been trying not to do that as much lately.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean it still does trickle in once in a while. I guess that's just human nature. Sure. You're not always going to be...
2: Right. Oh, absolutely. High. But, you know, and and one of the things that you really want to avoid doing is doubling down. So let's say that you're feeling disappointed in something and you've been feeling disappointed in the election results, let's say, for a long time. Yeah. And, and eventually you can start to get frustrated over feeling disappointed so much gosh i'm just always disappointed i'm getting tired of feeling disappointed all the time so now you're taking a lower vibrational emotion and you're putting another one on top of it so it's really hard to get out of something like that and so actually by using that chart i tell people to okay the 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 lowest high vibrational emotion is acceptance so can you look at your lower vibrational emotion with acceptance i accept that I am disappointed in the results. Okay, I'm a human being. So so it's okay for me to feel disappointed in that. It's, it's understandable. So I don't have to beat myself up for it, over it. And I also know that all human emotions are temporary. You are never going to experience one emotion your entire life. As a matter of fact, you're probably going to experience like 10 in an hour in any given day and human emotions are very quick to come in and to leave so if you can look at it kind of in that way and go all right i accept that right now i feel disappointed and and it would be good if it went away soon but it doesn't have to i know that it will eventually then you can move up to the next one and the next one is it say uh being oh what is the next one shoot Let's let's just move up into optimism. I am optimistic that I'm going to be able to get over this. I am optimistic that this is actually maybe it's even going to be helpful. Is there some way that I can look at this disappointment and learn something about myself, learn some sort of incredible lesson and be a better person as a result of experiencing that disappointment for that long? Oh yeah maybe there is something like that. Okay, moving up the chart again. Excitement. Maybe I can be excited that I've been disappointed. Sounds strange, right? Mm-hmm. But but you can be excited that you've gone through all of that, that you've grown from that, that that you now can look at life completely differently because it it taught you something. Okay, so I'm excited about the fact that I felt disappointment. All right, the next one up is gratitude. Wow, I can be grateful that I had that disappointment experience because of all that it taught me. And if you can be grateful for something, then you can love something. And so there's no better way of getting yourself out of a lower vibrational emotion than by looking at it with a higher vibrational one.
0: Right, yeah. I look at... Um past personal disappointments I don't want to say failures but disappointments where things didn't turn out the way I wanted them to and then you look back into the next um, thing that comes along and you have that you have that experience of going through that previous experience to be better at the next experience right? and not doing the same mistakes and be like, oh, what right. okay, I've done better in that situation. Right. Yeah, and next time, don't do that.
2: Right. Yeah, there are no mistakes. There are only lessons. Yeah. That's the way that you look at that.
0: All right. Uh, let's see. Um, another one that I was looking at. Any energy vampires and impasse? Okay, because I think yeah. um, Sarah and I are empathetic people i mean i know we
2: are
1: i think sometimes i'm too much of one like yeah. honestly
2: even your astrology stated that if you remember today oh, yeah. you at that. <laughs>
1: my, my more drawn out astrology yeah. chart yeah it's very yeah. interesting
2: you, you guys were doing astrology earlier yeah, yeah. a bit. yeah
1: like to find out your what is it your
2: moon yeah, sign yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of different signs. Each of the planets has like something to do Saturn with your sign. your experience in life. And, and you know, this is another one of those things where I was like, astrology's crap. It's just you just right. apply right. some stupid stuff, and right. everybody believes it's it. It's to and, read, right? Yeah. But but actually, what I found is that I went to an astrologist when I was first learning how to do all this, and he predicted using the the planetary charts. He was able to tell me over the next 24 months what was going to happen to me. And he's like, oh, okay, in May of this year, you're going to have all of a sudden a lot of money. And then, in the, you know, in June or July, you're going to run out of that and so on and so forth. And he just mapped, like, my money path. And then he mapped my relationship path. And that's exactly what happened. Like, to the month. Like, he hit it. He nailed it. And, and it really made me open my eyes to the idea that, hey, maybe there's something to this after all. And who did you go to for this? Uh, Ethan Fox. You, you can find him on YouTube also, yeah. Oh,
1: uh, okay.
2: Yeah, it was really interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I know, I, I
2: always thought like astrology was just like um,
0: these things written in the paper that Every would be like, yeah, paper, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's just vague enough to describe it. That,
2: right, right. right. It's kind of it's that way. Yeah, also, yeah it, it's, what's interesting about it is that if you believe the concept that you chose your experience when you came here it's there in metaphysics it's called um a soul contract so that everything that you experience here on this planet or in this incarnation if you want to go into multiple lives you chose and so you said you chose who your parents are going to be you chose who your you know what your abuses were going to be you chose what your addictions were going to be you chose all these things so that you can have these experiences so that you could learn these lessons and so by having done all that, and then seeing that how accurate that astrology stuff can actually be, it kind of made me put it together and go, the astrology is almost like a menu Like before you're born, you're like, Oh, okay. Oh, this, this person is going to have these addictions and he's going to have these relationships and he's going to have this situation. That one might be good. Okay. Maybe we'll pick this one. Uh, I just, I just love that idea. I wish I figured this out years ago. It would be like that. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. There's a great story. There's this woman who had a near death experience and she wrote a book about it and her near death experience. uh, She was in a traffic accident and she she's dead, right? And she's talking to some being that's come to her that says, hey, do you, are you done with this life or do you want to come back? Do you want to stay on earth as this being? And she's like, yeah, I think I, I, I don't think I'm done. I think I'd like to stay. And they're like, okay, you can come back and that's totally fine. But the problem is you're going to have some injuries. And uh, so we have to pick your injuries because this was a pretty gnarly car accident, right? So So it's almost like, He got out a book and they're like paging through what the injuries could be. And they started laughing about, oh, my gosh, this one's so bad. Like, this would be hilarious. No, 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 no. Let's not do that. Oh, this one. Oh, look, this one. I wouldn't even have a face. Like, we should do this. We should totally do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. no. Okay, let's pick. So, So they finally pick her injuries. She comes back. And sure enough, those are exactly the injuries that she had. And then she writes in her book like, oh, my God, why did I pick these injuries? This sucks. Like it was so funny to me at the time because I was so detached from this reality. But once I get into this body and felt those injuries, I was like, F me for, the, for, for choosing these. And so I love that story because if you think about all the misery and all the negative things that happen here, if we think about it from that context, and if we truly become souls or our higher selves after we die, and we look back at this life, we can go, you know what? That, that wasn't a big deal, even though, you know, they were gas chambered by, by Hitler, right? Like, oh, that was kind of cool. Let's do it again, right? Like, it doesn't feel like that big of a deal unless you're actually experiencing it and surrounded by it. So I just, I just love that way to look at life, that this is all almost just an experiment, just something to experience to try all the things. If I were uh, injured in a car accident and they had to amputate my arm and so now for the rest of my life, I, 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 I get to only have one arm. I get to learn how to button a button with only one hand. I get to experience driving with only one arm or whatever. I get to choose if I decide that that's an amazing experience or if it's a terrible one. I could decide that my life is ruined and it's over and I wish that had never happened and be miserable for the rest of my life. Or I could even go on tour and, and talk to high school students and tell them how amazing it is, their life is, that, that they've got all their limbs and they can enjoy life in the, in the way that it is. So there's you can look at everything in a, in a horrible way or you can look at it as this incredible blessing. And so... I, I obviously look at things as much as I possibly can as an incredible blessing. What's your stance on like religion? Oh, so I believe that the, that the religions are all kind of based on metaphysics. But the problem is that they've all been corrupted over time by right. humanity that's trying to you know, uh, exert control.
1: Control, Yeah. Yeah. Because That's of what fear. What else would it be? Right. That's it's always fear. about religion too. Yeah.
2: Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I kind of like metaphysics because the concepts behind it are, you know, generic, they're basic, they're, this is how it could be. Uh, unconditional love is the main credo of, of, of uh, metaphysics. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like, we, if we could unconditionally love all, if all could unconditionally love all, then love is all that we would see and everything would be pretty great.
1: And you know what I find, like, ironic thinking about religion and control and then, like, freedom? It's like, why is it the people that are always so religious... Like are the same people who are always crying about their freedoms. And I'm like, don't, don't you see the irony here that you're, you're literally being controlled. Like you're way down the rabbit hole into this.
2: Right. Well, and if you, if you really truly believe in your faith or whatever, then you can be in, in isolation in jail with, you know, with four walls that are cement and no one ever comes in except to throw some food to you. And you can be in in complete bliss. Because you are with your God, you know, the whole time. There's nothing else to interrupt you from that incredible relationship. So, you know, there's no matter what happens to you, the more religious or the more spiritual you are, the more happy you can be. And so so, so there's almost nothing to complain about at that point. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, a
0: lot of uber-religious people are pretty miserable people and a lot really angry people.
1: They're mm-hmm. yeah, they're angry all the time, like always yelling about everything. But
2: Yeah, but you know, it's again, maybe, it's the same stuff. It's all about fear. It's and so they're using religion to try to make themselves feel better about the all the fear that they feel.
1: And they don't realize that their biggest problem is is they're being so controlled and like that's maybe what makes them afraid.
2: Sure. Yeah. Well, you know? if you if you think that your God is judges you and is angry then oh my gosh can you think of more fear like that's the right. worst possible fear situation you can imagine, right? Well
0: you, you know and you um, usually it comes to comes down to one side of a political leaning or not. And I always thought, you know, if you followed the teachings of Jesus you'd be more inclined to be more progressive because you would love everybody. Exactly. And, all this hippie, dippy and, and
1: yeah he stuff. would have been a communist, you know? Yeah, so sure. uh, like yeah. he, yeah, or a socialist, you know, call it whatever you want. He definitely wouldn't have been a capital- capitalist. No,
0: right? no,
2: for sure not. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, that's strange. Yeah, because like, we, um, we were touching on, uh, on the previous last week um, about Bernie Sanders and right. how he just wants to take care of everybody. He wants everybody, a level playing field for everybody.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And that's not mean that, that rich people don't can't have money, but that just means like um, the best, right. best part of society is when you reach down and you take the lowest and you lift them up right maybe not to your level of richness but you raise them up so that those people will be healthy too
2: there's there's actually it within us a reward system right it's the melatonin uh, or serotonin and and uh, dopamine response you get for doing all kinds of things in this world you know obviously we get positive responses when we drink water when we're thirsty it's part of our programming right there's another one And that is when you help others, you get a dopamine or a a serotonin response from helping others. Why would we ever do that from a from a survivalist perspective? Because in our tribe, we want to help our tribe members because we have a better chance of surviving in ancient earth. If our tribe members are healthy and happy and and supporting each other. So, So we are actually equipped with a reward system for helping others. But we choose not to use it because our system, the survival point system, prevents us from thinking that it would make any sense. Oh, you shouldn't waste your time helping others without compensation. You shouldn't waste your money helping others without compensation. And so one one of the reasons that people that are ultra rich are unhappy is if they're not putting their time and effort into helping others, then they continue to become more and more and more unhappy.
1: We, yeah, like I've been told that I've been told that I'm a sucker because I, I donate to a few various charities. Like I even donated my whole.
2: You would get check. rid of your survival points for that. I oh shared, my gosh, what is wrong I, with you? I shared
1: my survival points because
2: <laughs> I'm like right. I knew.
1: Well, like with the stimulus check, I'm like, I don't. I, I'm considered like an essential, so I didn't need. I didn't, my life hasn't really changed in in the economic aspect of my life. So I was like, well, there's people who are, like, really hurting. So I was like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, a, like, it's beautiful.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's it made kinda, me feel
1: better. Right.
0: You know, and I kind of wonder where humans went away from that, that tribal instinct of taking care of each other. I mean, because in the animal's kingdom, you know, like uh, like wolves, like a pack of wolves. Right. Like, um you'll have the weaker wolves. I I forget where they fall. Do do they they fall behind? But you always have a strong wolf behind the weakest one to protect it, to Um, be looking out from the back. Oh, okay. Or or like herds of elephant, you know, they all look out for each other.
2: Well, yeah, and if you think about um, primates that are, like, pulling ticks off of each other and stuff, they're they're definitely (laughs) very much a, like, community sort of thing for survival. I mean, it's a wonderful, beautiful thing. So... That that, but you know, again, we already talked about this. But fear is what causes us to isolate ourselves and to try to just survive for ourselves and be, be damned everybody else.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, we shouldn't be like that.
2: No, we shouldn't put that. But but at the same time, we can't blame everybody for that, right? We can right. blame the system a little bit for sure, because that's the system that they were raised in, that they were taught, that they that they. they fully believe in and have no other idea. You know, anybody who's listening right now is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What you're saying is great, but what's the solution, right? Well, what's the alternative? And, and one of the things that's amazing about it is that if you go out and follow your passion and help people, if that's what your passion is, then you, you will find everything that you need. You don't even need to have a, a, a survival point based, strategy you just have a i follow my passion and i know i will get whatever i need to survive and and then and, and it happens over and over and over and over again when you follow that passion things line up magically to give you whatever you need
0: like the power of positive thinking of um yeah not believing that you're going to fail All right. My doing something weird. Let's uh, let's uh, talk about your uh,
2: comic book again. Okay, we, we touched the surface of it, but right, right, yeah. Um, I'll, I, if, if one of the really cool things is that I'm working with a a scriptwriter who's written the pilot episode um, for the comic book, turning it into a TV show. Cool. Really, yeah, and uh, and I know now. I keep meeting more and more producers in Hollywood and and uh, in different. Actually, Albuquerque is is becoming one of those hot seat places where people. There's a bunch of studios that are starting up there. There's like right. a Netflix Ever studio. Since
1: Breaking Bad.
2: Breaking Bad. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I know a couple of, of producers around. So so we are going to be working on turning it into a TV show. So you know, no doubt about it. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Mic checked.
1: Oh, no. it's, it's going to <laughs> k this one. But yeah, I mean, yeah. The,
2: the basic premise, again, I can just go over it real fast. The, um, it's We have a greedy corporate analyst who is who has this experience where he has changed, and he can only help other people now instead of making money for himself. And he's the reluctant hero. He does not want to just help others. He does want to make money for himself because he's got a big house and he's got a, a beautiful wife and they just want to continue to be, uh, you know, to strive and succeed and live the American dream and go on vacations and whatever. But now all of a sudden he's stricken with this need to help others. So he's going out and doing it, like I said, reluctantly. But in the process, he discovers that every time he helps someone, they get it, too, so that they're compelled to help others. And so it is the, my way of spreading enlightenment, essentially, to humanity. Okay, and um, they can download the first issue. Yep.
0: Right. I, I did that today. I didn't get a chance to read it, but I did download it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah,
2: free.righteouscomic.com. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, how many issues are there going to be? There, well, how many? They're
2: going to be um, probably around 30. we We're at. We're working on 17 right now. So you already have the story arc in your head? Yeah, I already have the, like the basic outline written out. And actually, when I go to Albuquerque in a couple of weeks, uh, I'll be visiting that script writer, and we're just going to brainstorm the rest of it and get it all written out. Okay.
0: Well,
2: do you have a network in
0: mind? Well, you probably can't say that. Like no,
2: this. it's too early for that, right? Like, there's, there's options.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Seems like networks wouldn't want that
2: positive... Well, Maybe they Netflix, do a little bit. Though. So they do a little bit. It's interesting because um, there there have been some shows not that not that long ago that started up. Um, New Amsterdam. Do you yeah. know about that one? I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. I watched the first season. It was really interesting because it's based on the idea that this guy comes in to take over the this particular hospital. And fires like the entire cardiology department on the first day because he looks at the numbers and says they're they're performing unnecessary surgeries just to make money for themselves. And he's like, no, we're not going to do that. We are going to actually help people. And so it is a movie about a hospital and the the pharmaceutical industry and doctor industry helping people, which is, you know, pretty topsy turvy in in that world because they're they're pointing out shit that's really wrong with the pharmaceutical industry on major network TV. I'm like kind of blown away that they're doing that. Mm
1: -hmm. But yeah, which they should though. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs)
2: Yeah. It's wonderful. And so there's a couple of shows that are kind of like that, that are starting to get a little bit more brave about showing, Hey, this is how we could do things. This is how we should do things. And I think more and more people are wanting something like that. I don't want to watch more shows about people murdering each other I've watched that my entire life I'm 48 years old that's all I've seen is movies and TV shows about horrible things happening I would love to see some more stuff about amazing things happening because again it, that vibrational thing I was talking about right yeah. I want to surround myself with higher vibrational experiences because it'll bring my vibration up if I continue to watch dystopian futures and horrible things happening it lowers my vibration and do you think
0: the comic book would be a good way to introduce kids to this at a younger age? Because like you were saying people that attend your classes, they've already gone through trauma, they've already gone through negative experiences, they're mm-hmm. trying to fix themselves and get to a better spot. But how about if we program kids at a younger age to Yes. To to tune into the higher frequencies and not the lower frequencies. Absolutely. I mean, I I try to do it with my kids. I try to build them up and, mm-hmm. and I don't you know, talk down to them. I always try right. to try keep them up Good here. Good for you, Dad. You're not down here. <laughs> Good yeah. job. But, but, yeah. Well, no, but they, they have anxiety, though, and stuff, True. too. So. Yeah,
2: they're just like us. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, the, I think that there are lots and lots of people that are super passionate about doing what you just described. I'm not necessarily super passionate about that. My, my comic book, which is kind of funny... Is not really written for children. It's written for adults because it's about the corporate world. It's about corporate America. And so I've had some some teenagers read it and love it. But at the same time, anybody much younger than that is probably like, what the heck is this? You know, I don't even understand what's happening here. Right. So so, you know, I'm skewed a little bit in my age group. But but because I work with people that are adults that have had these childhood traumas, it's easier for me to associate that with my entertainment that I'm creating. Also,
1: your kids would understand it though, because your kids oh, yeah. are into well, yeah, yeah. like yeah, mm-hmm. the corporate greed yeah. thing. You know? Oh yeah, it's yeah. Right? yeah. yeah.
2: Horrible. Yeah. 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 So you'll have to get some physical copies today to, for them. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why do you have money? Yeah. Oh, we're cool. I sure do. Yeah. Oh, nice. Sweet. All right. Um, anything, else? anything else? Anything else we want to talk about here? We'll get a few more minutes. Um, you know, the only other thing, I started to kind of go down this path. And one of the ways that I really like to look at our experience here is that we are simply, we are very simple beings, right? All we're, we, we want to do is per, pursue pleasure and avoid pain. Really, every decision that we make is about that at any one time. We can break it down to that. And if we think about, okay, so what is pleasure and what is pain? Pleasure is a signal that gets sent to our brain that our brain goes, don't like that, right? This is negative. This is bad. We should avoid this at all costs. A survival programming right a positive experience it's the same it's a signal it's no almost no different than a pain one right but our brain interprets it as pleasurable if i'm being massaged then it's pleasurable but if i'm being stabbed in the same spot it's pain right and then all emotions are the same way when we have a negative emotion we are receiving a negative feeling about that emotion fear feels bad why does fear feel bad so that we don't put ourselves in situations where we feel it. Because if we are feeling fear, that means we could die. right? That's our body's response to, oh my God, there's a saber-toothed tiger there. Uh, I don't like this feeling. I got to get out of here. Um, but if you, if, you, if you knew that and if you remember that and you go, I don't want to go that way. Because that's where the saber-toothed tigers live. I don't want to feel that fear feeling anymore. I want to go this way and avoid that pain, essentially, that fear pain. So when we, when we look at our lives as just something simple like that, then I try to equate it to something else that's simple. And I think, okay, you know the, the automatic vacuums, the Roombas the, you know, that bump into walls and it bumps into a wall and it keeps <laughs> bumping into it and turns a little bit and then turns a little bit until it finally gets itself free from the wall and it continues on. That's essentially what we are. We are just slightly more complicated than that. I am avoiding pain and I'm pursuing pleasure. Oh, there's pain over there. Mm, I'm going to go this way. Oh, there's pleasure <laughs> over here. Mm, I'm going to go that way, right? So when we think of uh, uh, everyone on the earth right now, they, that's all they're doing. They're just running into walls trying to avoid pain and to pursue pleasure. And, and all the decisions that everyone is making is based on this. And that extends up into leadership, right? And that's all they're doing as well. They're just trying to pursue pleasure and avoid pain. And so if we can transcend that thinking or just recognize that that's what we're doing all the time, then we can finally start to look at the world a little bit differently. Oh, these are just a whole bunch of Roombas and I don't have to worry about that anymore. Where does judgment come from? If you're worried about people judging you, what, what is that judgment coming from? It's actually coming from that Roomba brain also. They're just trying to make themselves feel better or they're just trying to avoid pain. So they're in the process of judging. So it, when we worry about what people think of us, when we worry about what's going to happen to us, all those things are all, can always just be broken down into those simple two categories. I hope Roomba hears this because I need some survival points.
1: <laughs> I was say, we're all Roombas. What I learned, we're all Roombas in a video game looking right. for survival points. Right. Okay. Yep. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs>
0: right, uh, just one more question. Yeah, sure. God, I might just quit there. All right, now it's back. Jeez, <laughs> we, I don't know
1: how this is going to sound. <laughs> yeah.
0: hey, hey, It's good material. That's all it that comes. Right. Um,
2: what do you think happens when we die? Oh, right. Okay. So this is a great one. I oh boy, uh, <laughs> well, I stumped him. <laughs> no, no. It's about it's it's a very long answer, and so I'm trying to figure out a way to do it fairly quickly. So. I'm going to have to do, do we have, do we have another 10 minutes? Yeah. Okay. So I want you to imagine for a second, you can even close your eyes to do this. Imagine that you are omnipotent, that you are all powerful and nothing has been created yet. So you are this being that has all knowledge. It's going to live forever and um, it, you know, it's infinite and it, there is no such thing as time. You just live in the infinite now. So you are just simply existing. Nothing has been created, so you are alone. There cannot be any other beings there because you haven't created them yet. There cannot be two all-powerful beings because what if you wanted to make the world red and you wanted to make the world blue? Who would win? You have to be alone. So if you are alone with absolutely nothing going on whatsoever, then you finally go, (laughs) Welp. I should probably do something with this. You can create anything that you want. So the first thing that you might do is you might create some beings and they would know everything you know. Um, they just are suddenly pop into existence and maybe they sort of interact with each other and maybe they even interact with you a little bit. So you're like, okay, this is interesting, I guess, but I know everything that there is to know about them. They know everything there is to know and so there's almost nothing for us to talk about. Okay, well, this isn't that great. Let's try it again. So you're like, how about I make it so that they don't know that I exist as the ultimate infinite being and that they don't know why they're there? So now you observe them. Now they're talking to each other like, hey, how did we come into being? I don't know. How did we come into being? I have no idea. What's going on? I don't know. All right, well, uh, cool. I guess we just sit here and wait. So again, you're like, ah, it's a little bit better. You know, I made some progress. It's a little bit more interesting, but it's still not that great. How about this? What if I made it so that they don't know that I exist and they can cease to exist, that they will, will exist for a certain amount of time, which means now you have to create the concept of time, And that they can die. Let's call it dying. Okay. And so now they are born, they exist, and they can die. Hmm, This is getting a lot more interesting. Um, But And let's also put them on this world that's very treacherous. So they could die at any moment. Now all of a sudden these beings that you've created are, are experiencing all these different emotions. They're experiencing fear because they're trying to avoid death. They're experiencing romantic love so that they can create more beings. They're experiencing uh excitement because that's another survival emotion they're experiencing anger and jealousy and all these different emotions because they all play into this interesting survival game that you've created so you're just observing all this and then you think to yourself that's pretty cool but i still know everything there is to know about them because i created them and it's still impossible for me to feel any of those feelings i can't be afraid because i know that i'm infinite i can't have romantic love because there can be no amazing partner who is my equal i can't have um, fear excitement i can't have jealousy i don't get to experience all the amazing shit that they're experiencing so you come up with one more amazing idea and in this moment you decide to forget that you are all-powerful And you put yourself into one of these beings and you get to experience their lives as though you are them. And so this all all of a sudden, everything you, you take seriously, you can be surprised for the first time ever. Things can happen that you didn't anticipate. You can have all those emotions. You can have romantic love. You can have all these experiences. And then one day you die. And you wake up from this dream and you say, oh, my God, all this has been me. All of it was me. All the people that I interacted with, all the beings, all the, the planets, all the trees, all the, the mycelial network, like everything that exists, I created to give myself an experience. Let's do it again.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: And so I believe that that is currently what is happening to all of us, that we are this infinite and all powerful being that is intentionally forgotten who we are and experiencing these lives. And so that would explain why we create horrible situations, because those are equally as interesting as wonderful situations, because to us looking at it from this Magical, unbelievable, all powerful position, you can't experience either one until you get there. Then you finally get to, okay, so I'm going to be Hitler and I'm going to be all the people that I gas chambered. I'm going to be, you know, uh, Gandhi and all the people that I saved. I'm going to be all these different beings and try all this stuff out just because it's interesting. And so now we're coming from a place of non judgment. Nothing needs to be judged. Everything is perfect, exactly as it is. That wow. <laughs> was
1: like that was like some Cloud Atlas stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like right? Yeah, I know. That's why I was
2: like, "Okay, you ready for this? Here we go." You asked me that question. Well, hey. <laughs> I feel more enlightened now. <laughs> Heavy. <laughs> All right. stuff like that you don't need drugs (laughs) (laughs) like it really makes
1: you think like it gets the wheels turning like um yeah
2: yeah and and really a place of non-judgment is a really interesting place to try to be in because we are constantly in judgment it's another survival characteristic because if you think about it from a tribe perspective if you had a member of your tribe that was yipping and yaller and and stuff and attracting the predators to your tribe you're like shut up you know like i am judging you. you you can't do this or we will all die you dumbass and if they continue to do it you oust them from the tribe right right so judgment is another terrestrial earth experience if we truly are these spirit beings then judgment doesn't exist it's only here
0: Well, on that note, (laughs) we're going to wrap this up. And I'm sure we're going to have you on again because this stuff is just fascinating. I think this has been um, some of the best... Um, podcasting we've done yet. It's, all right, it's Definitely yeah, yeah, like the most
1: interesting. Yeah, right.
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Much, much better than us uh, babbling about politics. <laughs> right. Complaining all
1: the time. Right?
0: All right? Hey, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Um, be sure to check out Zane on uh, zanedaniel.com, Zane Daniel on YouTube, and uh, Righteous Comic. Righteous Comic, and all the other stuff. And uh, Thanks for and, listening to our podcast. Um, and sorry
1: about all the technical difficulties. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Hey, <laughs> you got it. Hey, if somebody didn't forget the SD card, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we'll <won't> say hooks.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: All right, we'll see you later. Thanks okay. for
2: having me.
1: Bye, y'all. Bye.